Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's show will feature interviews with Ricardo Laquette, former wide receiver and Super Bowl champ with the Seattle Seahawks, U.S. Olympic swimming gold medalist Dara Torres, and Cleveland Browns tight end Seth DeVal. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Well, uh, of all the people that come in here, man, one of my favorite football teams and a guy that I enjoy watching, uh, their whole team is fun to watch. It's the Seattle Seahawks, Ricardo Lockett. Even though I live in Carolina Panther land, right, right, uh, right. I, I had the privilege of uh, coming down and covering you guys mm-hmm. when you played the Panthers a couple years ago in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was a wild one, but you know, yeah. which, I, was, I was hoping you guys might be able to pull it out. Yeah. But uh, it was a great game. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. man. But, you know, that's, 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 what, that's what it's all about, you know, giving an exciting game. And sometimes you win some, you lose yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell me, about, tell me about this team, Ricardo, since you've been on it. You've experienced uh, Super Bowl. You've experienced winning and losing. Uh, but it seems like this team has a, a special unity uh, that transcends football. For sure. Uh, I think it's more of a brotherhood. It's more of um, how Coach Carroll brought us together. It's more of a family environment. Uh, like right now, you hear the Eagles uh, talking about brotherhood. You hear the Atlanta Falcons talking about brotherhood. All of that is an extension of Coach Carroll's uh, philosophy. And it's, it's when you bring the kids in, and we enjoy birthday parties as a team and as a family. And when you celebrate, this person's having a wedding anniversary. So it makes it more personal. So when we're out on the field, it's not just X's and O's, and it's not go 10 yards and block from our shum. It's no matter what happens, you protect your brother because they're trying to tackle or hurt your brother. So it's, uh, we do whatever it takes to, to uh, protect our family. you got a special group of talent on this team, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a former NC State guy that uh, I got a chance to watch in, um, uh, here in North Carolina. And, uh, of course, he was at Wisconsin. He's your quarterback, Russell Wilson. Tell me about Russell Wilson and what he brings to you guys. Russell Wilson is uh, one of the most amazing guys uh, that I've met. And I don't say that because of his um, athletic ability or his um, athletic accomplishments. It's more of a, Russell's the type of guy that will help, he'll help you, he'll help me, he'll help uh, the fans watching. Um, when he first came in, I was like, who is this short guy? And why did we draft this little short guy, this short little light-skinned guy walking around? You know, he barely can see over the line and stuff like that. But obviously he had to battle that his whole life. And he's, he's a champion uh, versus adversity. And uh, that's something that I admire about him. And that's something that uh, he's, he's made contagious in our locker room. You know, I talked to Pete Carroll a few times about his philosophy, not just – in terms of how he deals with the team, but how he deals with the community. Right. That's one thing that's really interesting, what you mm-hmm. just did before we started, uh, just the interaction relationship. Yeah. And I think I would call it that, a relationship between sure. the team and the community. Tell me for about sure. that. For sure. Uh, no no job, uh, well, we believe no job too big or small. And uh, that simply means uh, no matter what it takes to win the game, we'll do it. And uh, no, small, no, no job too small. Uh, you can say hello to Russell Wilson. You can say hello to... Uh, the parking attendant at Kroger's. You can say hello to the Liberian. And uh, 
we look as if uh, it takes a community to, to, to raise a kid, and that's what, that's what it took for me to get here. Uh, a great community, a great uh, family structure, um, a strong religious background, and uh, just a foundation, and that's what we try to create for ourselves, our family, our friends, and our fans. You, you said a strong religious background. That is one thing I sensed in covering two of your Super Bowl teams was faith, family, football. Tell me about that. That's 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 what it takes to, to win a championship. That's what it takes to uh, to have a successful family, uh, minus the football. Uh, you got to have faith. Um, you have faith in, in your son. You have faith in your wife that they're gonna go to school, they're gonna go to work, and they're gonna, um, I guess, uh, uh, just have the character of, of which you've taught them and which you know your family uh, foundation. You, you expect them uh -huh. to do that. So when we go out and play, we have faith that uh, Doug Baldwin's going to catch the ball. We have faith that Russell Wilson's going to put it in the right place. We doesn't we don't know for sure, but uh, the foundation and the faith in God and all this kind of stuff, and it's blind faith. If you don't have faith, a lot of people are scared to take chances in life because they don't have faith in themselves. Right. They don't have faith in their ability, and they don't have faith in God. Carter Lockett here with his wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. And, Ricardo, I noticed uh, that you guys provide services uh, Pete Carroll knows the needs of the team and really responds to you guys' needs and listens. Right. Uh, you have many guys in your team who are faith-based young men mm -hmm. who love God. Uh, you have a chaplain on the team that, sure. that really services the players. Uh -huh. A lot of people don't realize that you make that available to the wives and families. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that and about how that impacts the team and having something like that available to all the guys. Uh, it, it makes life a whole lot easier because a lot of times we're at that facility from 6 in the morning to 7 at night. So a lot of times uh, the wives and, and your kids get the short end of the stick. So uh, Coach Carroll, he's been coaching for a while and uh, he's understood uh, what, what your job uh, puts, you know, traveling, what it puts on your family and they miss you and, and you're the king and you're the leader of the household. So um, uh, why not share your life and share your experiences and share your journeys with your family? And uh, that's also what creates the brotherhood, and I think that's a philosophy that makes guys believe in Coach Carroll. So it's not just uh, um, he's the coach and we should do what he says, but it's like, hey, like this guy has a really great foundation. This is a really great person. If I could play football for someone, I would like to play football for someone like that. Ricardo Lockett sold out Sports Talk, and one of the, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about the way you guys do things is uh, – Pete believes in really reaching out to the youth of the area. Um, right. That's what I do on my off time is work with junior high and high school kids on a drug and alcohol education program. Okay. Um, tell me about your passion and some of the things that you've plugged into because I know there's great opportunities in Seattle. No doubt. For sure. So uh, I'm actually here with the, uh, the wonderful um, Harvard's football study group. And what we're doing right now is we're working uh, night and day. Uh, the top, the top uh, surgeons, the top... Um, medical staff at Harvard are trying to figure out how can we make the helmet safer? How can we make the shoulder pads safer? Uh, what can we do? And uh, I'm, I'm extremely honored to uh, speak on behalf of them and, and be an ambassador for, for that great establishment. Also, the Seattle Science Foundation, um, I'm the ambassador for that as well, wow. where we, uh, we're creating the first ever 3D atlas of the spine. No one really knows anything about the spine, so we're going to map it out just like they map the brain out, just like, you know, like... Uh, your your dreams come from a certain part of your brain and your memory is there and this this and that and love and all this comes and pain comes from this and that so what we're going to do is we're going to cut the uh spine into about three thousand slices uh -huh. and then they're going to study it and they're going to let you know 
which part of the spine uh, makes your left pinky move? What makes your right thumb move? What makes your left knee move? And what makes your right, right. toe move, big toe move? So when you have these accidents in the future, we can go inside your spine and regenerate it, therefore making wow. the uh, wheelchair and crutches a thing of the past, therefore uh, eliminating paralysis. So, and all of the money that I get from those two foundations go to my foundation, which is Ricardo Lockett Foundation. And um, all that money, 100% of that money goes to women of uh, extreme domestic violence wow. and homeless kids. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. So I'm excited about the Okay, work so and- what I need to know is, because is, uh, we'll take care of three and one, mm-hmm. if somebody's interested in these areas for helping youth with safe equipment and the spinal things that you're doing and the stuff in the community, how, how do they get to your website or how do they follow you? Uh, they can go to Harvard football harvard football uh study and wait once so we this no, is no, live, no, right? no it's okay yeah so how do they get information on you guys okay he needs to he wants to tell our audience okay, okay. football players have studied harvard so you actually can find it at uh, Harvard Football Player Health Study uh, at Harvard. So you look that up, and you also can uh, go to ricardolockett.org. Okay, so we'll look it all up. Ricardo, what a pleasure, man. It's an uh, honor, man. Thanks it, for having me. I know, me, I know. I I, I'm it. a fan, so, so yes, put sir. me down as a Seahawk, right? Yes, sir. You're already there. All right, buddy. Yes, Thanks sir. for coming Thanks on for Sold Out. Me, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks very much. I've got a gold medalist swimmer who's done it all. I tell you, she, I've seen her do her thing, and she... She's like my daughter, long and lean. It's, it's perfect for the pool, right, Dara? Yes, it is. Uh, being tall, I think, definitely gave me a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. Dara Torres with us, um, a multiple Olympian gold medalist. And, um, man, you're looking good today. You got the Minnesota look, the boots, the whole I deal. I kind of do, and I really didn't plan that. Yeah. I just, I don't know, got the purple going. We got to hold the, the shoes up, right? I know. Love the shoes. Those are awesome. Look at that I double. Boots on I like it. I like yeah. it. My daughter keeps me in, keeps me going. She's like, you got to be cool, Dad. That's smart. You're all, you are very close. The first thing I noticed were your vans. <laughs> well, tell me, uh, all the success that you've had, uh, you've had an opportunity to impact people's lives in a significant way. Tell me, tell me about some of the things that, that you do, uh, that you love to do and have passion for because of this platform that you get. Well, first of all, it's amazing to be here. I've never been to radio. Really? I had no idea. I mean, I've been to the Super Bowl before, but not this. Yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, so I'm very excited to be here. And I was brought in to talk about a procedure that I had on my knee. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, have knee injuries or lose cartilage. You know, a lot of high-level athletes do, but also everyday people do. And so um, I had a procedure called Macy, M-A-C-I, that you know, they take the own cartilage cells out of your knee, grow them, and and plant transplant them back onto your kneecap so you have your own cartilage growing onto your kneecap so you don't have to oh, cool. uh, get knee replacement yeah awesome. so um if your viewers go to www.macymaci.com they'll get to see more about it but that's one of the reasons why i'm here also uh i do a lot of motivational talks uh i work on an all-women sports talk show for cbs sports network called we need to talk and uh-huh. so i keep pretty busy and i'm a mom so wow yeah so you got it all going on. that's a tough one yeah i know that's probably the hardest job okay so i work with kids i do a drug and alcohol education character program for junior high and high school students the kids ask me all the time i want to be i want to be a swimmer i want to be a quarterback i want to be an actor i want to be a rocket science what would you tell kids that have dreams about it what you know you've done it what what do you what do you have to do to more than talk about dreams 
I, I think a lot of it is is being motivated um, and just figure out what your priorities are. I mean, and when I was in high school, I didn't go to a lot of the school dances. I didn't do like a lot of the stuff that teenage kids do because I was off traveling to Europe swimming and you know swimming at my in the Olympics at age 17 after my junior in high school. So you have to be very focused and determined and be able to work hard to follow your dreams. You know, Lisa Leslie the, Love her. was with me the four time. Right. WNBA and Olympian, and she said the same thing you said. Oh, she really? Said, she said, while all of the kids were playing video games and, and out having fun and partying, I was practicing, I was I was doing my thing, and, and set goals. Right. Uh, and I know you're a big goal setter. I am, and you know what? Even though I've been retired from the sport for a number of years, my last Olympic trials was in 2012 at 45. Uh, I <laughs> Wait a minute. Say that again for everybody. At <laughs> I kind of blew by that. five yeah. years that old. That just tells you how old wow. I am now. Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I missed the team by 9-100s. At that point, I was like, all right, I need to yeah. my suits. I'm kind of old. I'm almost in menopause. No, just kidding. But Tom anyway, Brady stuff. I know, right? But, um, you know, I now I just totally lost my train of thought. What were we talking about No, you were, you, were, you were talking about what, what you have to do. Oh, yeah. Order, to, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, for, for me personally, it's uh, like one of those things that you just have to be dedicated. You know, you have to just be very dedicated, you know, to what you want. And I think that, you know, a lot of kids are, like Lisa said, you know, sort of into their video games and playing games on phones and stuff and not really thinking about, like, there's life after that, too. Final question. Now on the other end. What's been the most significant thing as you look back on your career that, that's, that's inspired you now going forward? Um, you know, it's funny because when I look back on my career, I've had such a wonderful career, a lot of ups and downs. You know, we have a lot of trials and tribulations, too. I think a lot of people put us on pedestals and don't realize right. that we're just like everyday people. But for me, the most inspirational thing and why I made a comeback was because of my daughter. I mean, I had her uh, at 39 years old. Wow. And about a week and a half after I had her, I got back in the pool and then just started slowly getting back into training and she was the reason why I wanted to do that because I wanted her to look back one day and realize that you don't have to put an age limit on your dreams and my mom did this and hopefully that will inspire her too when she gets a little older. Faith, family, and sports. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're all about, right? Yep. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming Thank and giving us so time nice today. to meet you. Every day in the red light districts of Mumbai, India, there are children as young as eight being trafficked and exploited. And it isn't just young girls they're looking for. Some men are looking for young boys. This cannot go on any longer. Team up with American Family Radio and India Partners. With your gift of just $7.08, you provide a day of safety and shelter at a new India Partners safe house far away from the city. That $7.08 means school, shelter, meals, and the love of Jesus. Coming up here on American Family Radio, we're going to address the issue of child trafficking, but we aren't going to do it in a way that is graphic or unsafe for your children to hear. But we will tell you now that we're going to address a topic that could, for some, be uncomfortable. We hope you'll listen and team up with American Family Radio and India Partners to provide hope for a new safe house for boys in the red light district. Get more information at AFR.net. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Cleveland Browns tight end Seth DeValve. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Call him an old friend because he's not an old friend. He's, 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 he's young. He's a tight end, Seth Devolve, Cleveland Browns. That's right. And uh, Seth, we talked last year. Move up for me. 
There you go. Perfect. Got it. Uh, we talked last year yeah. uh, about what the Browns were going to do, and obviously, you know, I, I, I'm going to say that <laughs> is there a silver lining for you as a player? I mean, obviously, zero sixteen really stinks. Yeah. But but where are you guys at? Yeah. You, you know, it it is. It, it's tough to find a silver lining. There de- there definitely are. I I'd, uh, I'd say the biggest thing for me was just taking away some experience. Yeah. You know, um, the opportunity to to play a full season and to to start many games and to really contribute in a lot of ways. Um, was good for me experience-wise to really, you know, my, my point of emphasis is next year go back in um, to the season, not worrying about being new to the league anymore, not worrying about trying to get my feet wet, but going in and playing, playing well and making a difference. And um, So they're pleased with you? I sure hope so. I mean, um, you had a lot more playing time, obviously. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm just – as an athlete and all my teammates as well, we're, we're focused on getting better all the time. And, um, we, we weren't, we weren't winless because of lack of hard work. Right. I guess I'll put it that way. Um, across the board, the, the, the players fought tremendously hard. The coaches coached and prepared tremendously hard. Um, you know, I've had more than one person tell me this week though, the difference between college football and the pro game is that you cherish a win. It's really difficult, you know. You take you take it seriously when you win and celebrate yeah. because it's winning in the NFL is not an easy thing to do. Oh, it's sure not. I think I think the, that's very true. And to, maybe to to go further with that, like in college, half of your games, if you're playing a good schedule, are big competitive games that you might need two days off from right. afterwards you know what i mean whereas the other half are kind of you know you're the game's over right half before time. it's over yeah you know what i mean so in that sense it doesn't take as much a physical toll on you because you know it's you're not playing maybe to your to the extent that you can play each week because you don't have to in college whereas in the pros it's that conference championship game every week and everybody's tremendously physical and fast and talented and i think that's why you cherish to win so much more in the nfl because it is it's tremendously hard and it and it should be seth the valves with us tied in cleveland browns okay so last year you came here you had a fiance what's it like being married and how's that changed your life yeah between now and then since seeing you guys i got married and uh we got married june uh, 17th I believe. Uh, <laughs> no, make was, sure you get that it was, down. It was June seventeenth. I'm twenty five years this year. July twenty four. July yeah. twenty four. July twenty four. June seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. There was you go. The date. Um, we got married in in Connecticut, and uh, we honeymooned in the Bahamas. Oh, very nice. And the it's first, like the Bahamas here this week, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Minus it's six freezing. outside feels great, right? It's freezing. It's a good thing you only have to run from the car yeah, to the inside. The car to here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah, mar- marriage has been great. Um, we were kind of thrown into it because you know, shortly after we got back from the honeymoon, we started preseason, and right. I was MIA for three weeks. And uh, then the season starts, and for guys who've played, knows what that's like. Um, but it's been great. Um, my life is significantly better with her around, so um, we're happy. Seth the valve with us. So Seth. The hardest thing, the hardest thing to think about is that you can only go up as a team next year, 
and you do have the talent. Um, cer- certainly, you guys have done it before. So, yeah. uh, explain to me your mindset as an individual coming into this year and what you want to improve on and the things you'd like to do a little differently this year. Yeah. You know, my personal mindset, maybe it's maybe it's a little unique, but when I'm practicing every day during the season and during games, I get on myself a lot for the plays that I didn't make that I know I can make. Right. I think going into next year, my mindset is all those plays are mine. I can make all those plays. And gone are the times when... I'm going to just almost make this play. Right. You know what I mean? You feel confident yeah. you can execute. Yeah, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make I'm going to make those plays that I wanted back last year. And you know, not thinking guy, as much either probably. Yeah, enough guys doing that, that's all the difference we need. You know? So So in terms of, in terms of what we do here at Sold Out, it's all about faith, family and sports, faith, family and football. Absolutely, I love it. Uh, you know, the key is how are you impacting other people's lives? How are you using your platform? And I know my audience is probably sick of me saying it, but you know, to me, uh, no matter what you do in life, no matter what you're significant at, no matter what your passion is, uh, taking responsibility for your platform, you know, can make or break you in terms of you being a whole person and you really having uh, the success in your life. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about what you're doing in the city of Cleveland and maybe some things that yeah. uh, you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, my wife and I are are getting involved in the in the in the community there. Um, we just recently were able to start looking for churches together. Good. You know, because I, during the season I'm not able to um, go to church on Sunday morning. We kind of lean on our team chaplain on Saturday night to kind of give us the word and. But since the season's been out, we've been able to go to church together and um, start going to Bible study together during the week. Um, we're also, my wife and I have partnered with a nonprofit organization in Cleveland called EYEJ, which stands for Empowering Youth and Exploring Justice. Awesome. And um, really, we found them online. We reached out, got dinner with... Uh, with the two leaders of it uh-huh. and just learned about what they do, learned about the ways that they're helping the Cleveland community and then asked them, hey, what what can we bring to the table where we can help you guys um, because we're about what you guys are doing. So what? Um, so tell me about what they're doing with you. Yeah, yeah. so the, they're a, uh, a nonprofit that um, they, do, they do a lot of different things. Probably the, the foremost is... Uh, discussion forums they'll they'll bring in a speaker and um, a moderator uh, and they'll go into high schools and they'll talk about various subjects whether it's educating them about um, history in our country uh-huh. whether it's educating them about their rights um, they do a lot of education about stress management uh-huh. um, they um, so li- life skills yeah, a lot of life skills and and also just empowering them, saying, hey, you know, historically, you know, movements of change have happened with youth and young voices and, um, you know, also just providing fun things for them to do because some of these kids, some of these kids, you mm-hmm. know, are in, at school during the day and when they go home may not have the, the, the benefit of having a good family. It's a tough family atmosphere. Family home, a good, a good atmosphere at home. And so just providing them with 
with um, and fun keeping them to busy. Do. I mean, yeah. you know, so they're not wandering around after school. That's really been a big deal in schools today. Is is the lack of extracurricular activities, the cutting character and life skill right. programs, and suddenly kids have got all day long. Mom and dad are either not there or one's there or working. Uh, so giving them some structure, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And then another thing they're doing is um, they've kind of they've identified a group of about 20 high school students that have shown that they want to get involved with advocacy in their in their neighborhoods, and they're putting together like a, a proposal, if you will, that they're going to present to the chief of police in Cleveland, basically about just ways in which police and community relations can improve. And um, you know, my wife and I have. I've been tasked with planning events for that group. Wow. Um, and also well, that's some, proactive. Yeah. That's that's what's been missing. Uh, I think everybody's gotten the sense that there's some discord and, and, and some wanting some change, but the only way you're going to impact that is to get, get your feet on your shoes and go see the police and go spend some time with people local, right. you know, people in the community and, and be seen and, and let these kids know that right. it isn't just about making a statement. It's about doing something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and then we're just helping them any way we can. Um, you know, we're uh, we're kind of we're kind of new to Cleveland still, and yeah. we're still learning about the city, learning about its various nuances, and um, certainly we want to get more involved. Um, and we're doing that as uh, kind of as the off season progresses. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Seth Devalve with us, Cleveland Browns. We wish him nothing but the best as he gets ready for next season. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.